Hello, and welcome to the BeeCast. This is Monica Steely, and I am here with Sarah Godey and Amber Miller. And we are talking about... I can't do it. Too late, Amber. That's your party sound. Go ahead. You sounded like Napoleon Dynamite. Amber's giddy. She's leading our she next discussion is. this she's week. She's leading our discussion. We and she's are- like a little girl in a candy shop. Y'all, she's I'm even so sitting crisscross applesauce in yes. a chair. <laughs> I was just hearing you say the same thing. <laughs> Eating a nut or butter. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so five years old. <laughs> like I'm just rib hitting it all But together. listen, Amber, truly, I want you to know this. I don't know if I told uh, you this, so let's just do it live on air. Oh no. um, or record it on air. <laughs> Unedited. But I think it's important for you to know this because I know some of the girls that are listening to this and they're the ones who told me this. They love listening to you and they really enjoy hearing you speak and hearing your stories. And you told a story um, dancing uh, when you were younger, some of your experiences, and some of the girls really resonated with that. And so a lot of my girlfriends are very artsy and um, and they just really connect. So, oh, that makes me feel so good. Yeah. So that's why I think it's great. Monica and I are very pleased that you are <laughs> well, doing a little more leading and you. facilitating. And well, I'm excited. So it's good. It's really fun. You know, I did forgiveness and that one was really fun. But the more like I've done this one now, I'm doing well. We're doing self-control, by the way. Oh, yeah. I was about to get to that. <laughs> Sorry. We interrupted Hey, I'll you. see y'all in just about an hour, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and I kind of, when I started, I told Monica I was drawn to self-control, which is funny because I'm not, I certainly wouldn't consider myself someone who's like mastered self-control by any means, but I was kind of drawn to it. And now the more research I've done in it, I understand why. It's really interesting. And awesome. I wasn't expecting it to be what it is it is fun doing the research it is that's one of my favorite this is my favorite part being in the same room with you guys and just being silly and talking about God Um, but I also (laughs) I do love the research part of it it's interesting and what's so cool you know is that whenever I do research for something like that it's almost always when I'm doing the research exactly what I need to hear that's great it applies to my life at that moment and then when we whenever we post these podcasts and listen to them whatever week it is it has somehow again it comes up right it does what I need to work and it's just the Lord it's so cool to see the Lord working like that as we do this so I'm excited we are really excited to hear what self-control is all about and um, we're starting off a new series Um, this is a four-week series called be within your means Um, and I I love that Mm. because I think so often and I'm not talking monetarily necessarily although that is Mm -hmm. part of it um, but we are stretched too thin and we are not living within our means whether it be time emotions self-control even money so this is a really exciting series and so um amber is gonna we're gonna kind of just start a discussion yeah. about self-control Yay. and i mean i'll go on record just first thing to say like i totally devoured half a box of cheese it's the other night <laughs> One sitting, no self-control that is my kryptonite you and your cheese it i know it's so always the so which ones do you like but isn't With plain, it the organic plain. ones like don't you like the little bunny ones or something no i get those for the children oh. <laughs> I don't buy them very often anymore. I'm trying to, we're trying to be very much more healthy at the, at our home. But, um, I did over Christmas break. I was like, dude, you know what? Cheese it. I'm buying a box of cheese. It's and I ate three quarters of the box in a matter of days. And it's pitiful. It's hilarious. And I'm going to okay. blame it on my je- jeans. There you go. 
my blue jeans. <laughs> oh, we are so giddy. Okay. Well, so let's talk about self-control. When I did research and found, you know, Bible verses for this, I initially had like two whole pages of nothing but scripture because self-control oh is so present in the scripture. Um, but I, I narrowed it down to three or four. And so let's, let's talk about some of these. So we've got Proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight, which says like a conquered city with no walls is a man who has no self-control. Mm. And, um, and we'll be talking about this one specifically a lot more later on in the podcast, but, um, the, the, Hebrew word is mestar or metsar. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. And um, it basically means restraint or control. Hmm. Um, the next verse is Galatians 5.23, and it is gentleness and self-control. You won't find any law opposed to a fruit like this. And this is the verse that talks about wow. all the fruits of the, of the spirit, mm-hmm. and self-control is one of those. Um, and this word, ekrateia, uh, is over and over again used in the scripture, and it means temperance or self-control. Um, it says the virtue of one who's masters his desires and passions, especially his sensual appetites. Mm. And what was interesting, my, my husband is a, you know, crazy Greek and Hebrew man who loves really studying into not the words. Not his nationality, but not, his not. education. <laughs> he's not Greek and Hebrew. He's not like, Greek and Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, wow. <laughs> impressive. Sent from the Lord. Okay. But he was telling me a little bit more about this word, egratea, and he said that it comes from two words, um, en, which is in, and kratos, which means Mm -hmm. strong. And so basically the word means inner strength. Awesome. Which I thought was really interesting. Um, It just gives it a whole fresh kind of even deeper meaning. Right. First Timothy 3.11 says, again, the same applies to women in key positions. They should also be dignified, not backstabbing gossips, but self-controlled Oof. and faithful to the core. Huh. What translation is that? Do you know? Um, I think that that's NIV, actually. Wow. Um, not backstabbing gossips, because I think I heard some gasps yes. out in the listening audience. I know. <laughs> Myself included. <gasps> yeah. It's, I, I really wanted to put that one in there because it was directed specifically to women. Right. Uh, a lot of times in the scripture, self-control refers to like sexually or, um, or something like that. But, but there are a few times in scripture where specifically talking to women is talking about your words and you're like not talking about people right. behind their back or, um, you know, exploding on people verbally when you're upset about something. And so I thought that one was really interesting. And then this last one I'm so excited about because, um, well, you'll see it's first Peter, (laughs) first Peter four 17. And it says, uh, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be self-controlled and sober minded for the sake of your prayers. And, um, that word, sophroneo, it means of sound mind, oh, mm. wow. which we love because we're all about elevating ideas. the mind. Yes. And you know, the more study I did on self-control, it, I mean, it was just a constant it, there's, I don't know that there's anything that we've done that it is as much about elevating your mind as this one is. Wow. Yeah. It is so incredible. Um, think about how many times in the scripture that self-control it, like when you look up different translations of these verses, they're intertwined self-control and of sound mind oh, wow. um, over and over and over again. And wow. it means to be sober of mind, like to, to be 
thinking with a clear mind as opposed to, you know, a mind that is influenced by all your emotions and that kind yeah. of thing. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Um, to put moderate estimate upon one's uh, self-think of oneself soberly. Hmm. To curb one's passions. So um, I read this article. I, 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 you know, did tons of research. I did Christian writings. And then I also ended up getting into some psychology about self-control, which was really interesting to me. And so um, there's this article I read by Jonah Leherer, and it's about psychologist Walter Mischel. And um, Mischel studied the mental processes that allowed some people to delay gratification while others simply surrendered. Um, he, what he did was he took kindergartners and he put them in this room with a bowl of marshmallows. I don't know if y'all heard of this study. Uh -uh. I was, I had not heard of this ever. No, I haven't heard of it. And it blew me away. Okay. So he put kindergartners in a room with a bowl full of marshmallows and he told them, um, and there was a bell and he said, I'm going to leave the room. If you ring this bell, whenever you want to, if you ring this bell, I'll come back in the room and you can have one marshmallow. And he said, but if you don't ring the bell and you wait until I come in on my own, you can have two marshmallows. And so all he did was just study the kids that could wait, um, delay wow. gratification, and wait for him to come back in so they could have two marshmallows, and the kids that rang the bell immediately or just started eating marshmallows. And um, what's interesting is he did this study, and then later on the kids grew up, and he an analyzed them again and saw the ones that delayed gratification versus the ones that couldn't delay gratification and how their lives were affected by it. So it was really interesting. I'm going to read this quote from the article. It says, Once Michelle began analyzing the results, he noticed that lower delayers, the children who rang the bell quickly, seemed more likely to have behavioral problems both in school and at home. Oh, wow. They got lower SAT scores. They struggled in stressful situations, often had trouble paying attention, and found it difficult to maintain friendships. The child who could wait 15 minutes had an SAT score that was on average 210 points higher than wow. that of the kid wow. who could wait and uh, wait only 30 seconds. Wow. Um, but that's so interesting because, you know, I, I guess I haven't really thought, I've thought about self-control a lot in a spiritual sense. I've thought about it as my words affect people and I need to control what I do so that I'm not hurting others. But in regards to psychology and the way that self-control can affect the rest of your life right. is extremely interesting. I had never... Um, thought about this and the and the article goes on to say for decades psychologists have focused on raw intelligence as the most important variable when it comes to predicting success in life Michelle argues that intelligence is largely at the mercy of self-control even the smartest kid still needs to do their homework what we're really measuring is with the marshmallows isn't willpower of self-control Michelle says it's much more important than that the task forces kids to find a way to make the situation work for a time they want a second marshmallow, but how can I get it? We can't control the world, but we can control how we think about it. I love that wow. sentence. Isn't that so awesome? And isn't that exactly what we've been talking yes. about? Self-control is all about the way we think about yeah. things. Well, and I love it. You say we can't control the world, but we can control how we think about it. And I feel like God gave us a blueprint for that. Mm -hmm. He gave us the blueprint of how to think so that no matter how bad life got, we have no control over we would be able to not just survive but thrive in it yeah mm -hmm. and be kingdom builders because that's really what it's all about it's about us being kingdom builders mm -hmm. yeah absolutely exactly and um yeah i just found this to be so interesting 
Um, we all know that there's like consequences when you don't have self-control. Um, but I, I read this, uh, another article by Beth Moore. I don't know if, um, listeners I have heard of her. I knew who Michelle was, but who's Beth? <laughs> who's Beth? <laughs> She's not that well known, you know. Well, I'm a tall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yankee. Just kidding. <laughs> Beth is such a hero of mine. I like. I know. Ugh, I have so, to try not to put her on a pedestal. I know. Yeah. I so love her. I, I've done. I don't know, like ten Beth Moore studies, and every yeah. single one is really. They're so, just incredible. Since Beth probably. Might not ever be a guest on Be Still. We'll just talk about her Bible studies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Someday, Beth. We will use her name as a tag for this podcast. Right. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. Maybe she'll find Maybe us she'll hear and want to like, come join us. We're going to be besties by the end of this. Okay. <laughs> so she she does, does this Bible study called Living Beyond Yourself. Have you all done this one? No, I, I have not. Mm-mm. I hadn't done it either. Actually, I hadn't even heard of it. But um, then when I did this research, I discovered it. And now I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. So yeah. good. Um, but she talks about 1 Corinthians 6, 12. And, and this is the message version. It says, just because something is technically legal doesn't mean that it's spiritually appropriate. If I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I'd be a slave to my mm. whims. And the the word I really want to focus on here is the slave. Or another translation says, I will be mastered by anything. And the Greek word for that is exousiazo, which means to be ruled by or be under the power of, to be in bondage to. Wow. Its root word is exousia, which means authority, right, and power. And so the bottom line is, it, if you're not in control, something else is. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy powerful? Yeah. Like, you know, it, I've never really thought about it before in this way, but self-control means that you are taking the authority that God has given you over your actions and in, instead of surrendering that over to the enemy. Right. Because when we're not... Um, in, in control, then we're allowing the enemy to, you know, dictate our right. lives. I even like using the sound mind there. Yeah. You know, yeah. even a little bit more than self-control because self-control feels like something we ought to be doing. Sure. Right. right. Exercising. That's true. That's true. And I feel like sound mind is kind of more of a state of being. And so if we're not sound of sound mind, then we're in bondage to, to something mm-hmm. else. Something else is controlling exactly. us emotionally. Um, it could be even spiritually, a spiritual warfare. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I really love that too, especially like because willpower, um, I just don't, I just always say like I don't have any willpower and da 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 da. But I can have a sound mind. Right, sure. And so instead of saying like I don't have any willpower to put the Cheez Its away, I can say I'm going to be sober minded and clear headed right. and put the Cheez Its away. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's focusing on what you do have instead of what you don't. That's exactly, right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that's what this is all about. It's so interesting. Um, the key to freedom is self-control. Right. And that's not ever something I would have put together before. But we're all about being still and being free, and self-control is a huge part of that. Right. But, you know, you think about people that are not sober-minded of sound mind, and they really aren't free. I mean, they are in oh, they have yeah. so many bondages, and right. Tracy could probably have a field day oh, yeah, I would with this, what you know, context of talking about how that lack of sound mind can create such craziness. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we're living in a world that wants to 
um, disease everything is the opposite of a sound mind. You know, anything that is not sober-minded is a syndrome or a disease. None of it is a choice. Mm. And I think the further we get away from it being a choice of choosing to be sober-minded, the more... Um, lack of accountability that we have to make and it becomes everybody else's problem and not our own right um you know and that's even some of my own strongholds that I have to work toward is being aware of them and I love what you just said Monica about not necessarily having the willpower but just saying I'm going to choose to be sober-minded sound-minded right now in this Mm -hmm. moment I'm not going to be a slave to this Mm -hmm. exactly and it's silly right to think about a box of Cheez-Its but a box of Cheez-Its is symbolism for all kinds of things in life so much and sometimes it is as trite as a box of Cheez-Its I mean we struggle with all kinds of temptations Mm -hmm. throughout the day the week the year and they can be small and they can be they can be big, and I think there's a lot of wisdom. Almost, that's a that's a, a wisdom statement to say I'm going to be sober minded. Yes, right. and the fact is, you know, I don't. We each, the three of us, have dealt with our own bigger issues and smaller issues, like the box of Cheez-Its. But I have a feeling there are women listening to this who may deal with addiction, yes, or who may have eating disorders currently, right? Or you know, have just have a pattern of living in a way that's out of control, right? And and I don't think that we really address this enough as, right. as a group of believers even. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking this through like for myself, like how is this going to work for me right now and with where I'm at? And so like, you know, in the new year and trying to think, okay, like I, lo- I want to lose 20 pounds or whatever it is. Sure. Um, when I have a big lofty goal of that, mm-hmm. the self-control side of me says you don't have enough discipline or willpower mm-hmm. yeah. to be able to do that yeah. or it's but, never worked before why are you or, gonna, never or it doesn't before. stick why mm-hmm. are you gonna try again yeah so I, I focus on the negative part but according to what you're saying here instead I can say in this moment today today I'm gonna have a clear mind absolutely and it just taking it's it gives you permission to take it in a moment by moment, moment, by moment. situation versus a I need to exactly. lose 50 pounds or, you know, like not yes. have diet, like whatever the case may be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, I was telling you girls earlier, we've talked, we were talking about a presentation that I did and we talked about baby steps and, and, um, we we're talking about that movie, what about Bob and where he's, the therapist has given him the book baby steps and he's like baby stepping out of the office and into the <laughs> elevator. And, and that's a funny way to put it, but really that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a step-by-step day to day to day to day walk with Jesus. And when you are walking with Jesus every step of the way, he in every step he will give you the sound mind that you mm-hmm. need, but you have to seek him for right. it. You know? And and I think too we also have to remember the scripture like don't worry about tomorrow, it has enough trouble of its right. own. So be sober and clear headed today. 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 Well and I was even just sitting here thinking about how, you know, I told you Monica yesterday I'm just feeling overwhelmed right now. Right. Not enough time to do things that need to be done, so many places to be at the same time. And if I allow myself to be drunk with those emotions, then I'm not being sober-minded, which means I'm going to be overwhelmed. I'm in bondage to all of those things that I have no control over. Whereas if I can just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to have a sound mind Mm -hmm. and stick to the things that I do know that it's going to be okay. We're going to make it through this. 
you know, it may not be pretty exactly. every day. It might be, it might be, a, you know, a cheese its day, but that's okay. I'm not going to get overwhelmed by what I can't control. I can control choosing today to be sober-minded right. and a sound mind in Christ exactly. and to fill my head with the things that we've been talking about exactly. and living in that instead of being slave to the other. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about your perception of it. And if I you're looking at it as this huge, overwhelming thing that you can't conquer on your own, then you won't, you know. If you see it as a step, though, if you see it as one step today, I'm going to take one step, mm-hmm. then it's something that you can hold Jesus' hand and he will help you accomplish it. I mean, I can't tell you, like, truly, I'm, I just feel free in that. Yes. Like, just like a weight lifted of choosing not to live in the bondage. Right. Uh, yes. And it, it's just the, it's the flip-flop. It's, that's it's exactly right. It's just the flip-flop, yeah. okay? Exactly the reality right. is there is a lot going on, and life is tough, and things can be overwhelming. That is a truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the flip-flop of that is I'm not going to be in bondage to that. I'm going to have a sound mind and choose to, to be happy and have victory in right where I'm at. And it's that's very, so true. It's very empowering. It is. Because instead of praying, God, give me some self-control and willpower to make good choices today. Instead, God's saying, I've given I've you given a you sound already, mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Make good choices. Right. Yes. Like, you know, I don't, there's nothing for me to give you. Right. I'm you already, already have it. it. Yes. You know, we're constantly focusing on what we don't have control over. Mm-hmm. Sadly, especially as women, we mm-hmm. tend to want to be in control in general. But it's funny that we focus so much on controlling others and so much on controlling our situations and so little time focusing on our mind and what God has given us control over since the beginning, and that is our thoughts and our sober mind. Mm-hmm. And if we can do that, then the things that are surrounding us, our situations, aren't going to seem as big. It's right. that whole perception and what you hold close to your face thing all over again. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Um, let's talk some more about Proverbs um, 25, 28. And I just, I wanted to spend a little time on this. Again, this, a lot of this came from Beth Moore's um, study, which was living, um, well, what was Living it? beyond yourself. Oh, yeah, living beyond yourself. So um, I, again, encourage you to look at anything of hers because she's just awesome. But, again, the verse is like a conquered city with no walls is a man who has no self-control. And, you know, what's so interesting to, when you look at this verse is when you think about in ancient times when this was written, a city with no walls was open and vulnerable. It was like yeah. just, it was... No protection. No protection at all. It was a place ready to be attacked. But then when you look at cities who that had walls, um, they were, they represented like an impenetrable force. Like remember when they went to, the spies went to look at the city and they're like, the wall right. stretched up to the sky. That's what walls do for us. And right. so when we don't have a sound mind, when we have no self-control, we're, we've opened ourselves up to attack and we've opened ourselves up to the enemy he knows you know the enemy knows he knows you he knows where you're weak and when you're where you're vulnerable and so if we don't have a sound mind in these situations he's going to swoop right in right where that crack in our wall is and attack us there right you know he's smart and so um and then we wanted to reference solomon um, and 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 what he did when he right after he all over i know um, he, when he was crowned king, the first thing that he did was he built a palace, he built the temple, and he built the walls. Hmm. And what's so interesting about that, if we apply it to ourselves today, um, you know, the temple in, in back in ancient times was where the Holy Spirit dwelled. 
Today, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. In we us. are the temple of God. Wow. And we have to have the walls up as well, you know, to protect it. And I just think that is so Wow, that's cool. awesome. That's awesome. Um, so the key to self-control in a sound mind is a nice, strong set of walls. Um, the good walls, not the, right. not the, not the, not the emotional, not the people walls, not the emotional people walls, which I'm, you know, I'm down, but we're, <laughs> don't be down. That's what we're, that's what we're working on here. That's what therapy is for. <laughs> okay. So, um, I wanted to go back to Michelle and he, I just, I love this so much. When I read this article, like, I wish I had it that I could show it to you because it's like highlighted and underlined and circled and like exclamation marks because I read it in this part and I was just like, they're going to love this. Okay. Here's what he said as far as practical application goes. Michelle's conclusion, based on hundreds of hours of observation, was that the crucial skill was the strategic allocation of intention. Instead of getting obsessed with the marshmallow, the children dist- distracted themselves by covering their eyes, pretending to play hide-and-seek underneath the desk, or singing songs from Sesame Street. If, you're, if you think about the marshmallow and how delicious it is, then you're going to eat it. The key <sighs> is to avoid thinking about it in the first place. Wow. Or if you think about how cheesy salty <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's the perfect amount of salt. Oh, how cheesy and salty and delicious it is and crunchy. Yeah, but that's exactly oh, what he's so saying. And, you know, he's wow. not coming at it at all from a spiritual perspective. He's like, we just did studies and the kids that covered their eyes and didn't look at it and got it away from them, they're the ones who were able to, right. to hold out. And, you know, for us, that means we've got to start with our mind. Like, there are things that we put into our mind every day that fuel our addictions, that um, that perpetuate the the image in our mind of what we're, you know, trying to be or what we want to be that lends to this out-of-control behavior. And the key is stop putting those things yep. in there. Like, yeah. get your wall and, and stop perpetuating that I totally agree with that yeah. you know like the things that you listen to the music that you listen mm-hmm. to may be perpetuating this out of control behavior this um drunk mind of right. yours that's out of control right you know it's like the pottery barn it's so pottery that barn monica catalog. talked about um, yes you know quite a few weeks ago and i i shared i think about how um i started listening really to only the fish and I did um, also a little bit, I, I love country also, but I had to get rid of quite a bit of music and just really get lost in Christian music because I needed didn't need extraneous things tempting me to think other ways that I didn't need to think, whether it was about myself or about love. Right. And even TV, you know, I got rid of Days of Our Lives and General Hospital yeah. because there's no truth in the relationships of those characters Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. I thought you know what why am I feeding myself with this lack of reality right yeah because then it's not keeping me sober and sounded minded right it wasn't Mm -hmm. well and it goes back to first Corinthians 6 12 um which Amber brought up earlier just because something is technically legal doesn't mean it's spiritually appropriate Mm -hmm. and it's not like you know God or the Holy Spirit is saying like don't see rated our movies yeah don't right. have a glass of wine. Like it's it's not about the legalism of those things. It's for you right now where you're at. Is that appropriate? Is that a good? That's right. Yes, you know that's such a good point. Um, I had a moment. It was I guess it was just a few weeks ago where I was going through something and I just felt 
I don't know, like vulnerable. You know, mm-hmm. when you're like emotionally, mm-hmm. you've got a lot going on. And Andy was like, you know, do you want to watch something? We could watch The Office or whatever. And normally I'm like, sure, whatever. Because we, it's like we're hardly ever home. And so we watch like maybe an hour of TV a day. Mm-hmm. We don't even have TV. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> we have Netflix. But I was just feeling so already vulnerable. And I said, actually, if you're okay with it, can we not watch anything? I'm just feeling super vulnerable right now. And if something that comes on the TV perpetuates this already, like, sinful nature that I'm wanting to, you know, this thing that I really want to do that I know that I need to back off on, then I might, you know, weaken. Yeah, yeah. And and that was, at least for me, with this whole self-control thing, that was kind of a, a good example of, like, having my walls and mm-hmm. recognizing recognize where you're vulnerable yeah, yeah. you know identify it where that's you a need huge your walls. part yeah. yeah yeah you know i think that's that's so big and i love one of the things i use um not just with the kids i've used this in life a lot is not necessarily that everything is a right or a wrong some things are just a better right. and a best yes exactly mm-hmm. like or sit not back, right now yeah like sit Monica back says. and ask is this if it's not right or wrong, is this really the best thing I could be doing? Right. Because we should be wanting the best thing, right? right? Not, not just an okay thing. Exactly. Or setting ourselves up for a possibility of a bad thing. Um, you know, ask yourself, I, and I do do it with the kids sometimes, because especially as we're getting in this teenage years, some things are kind of gray. A lot of things are very gray. Mm. And so I just tell them, I'm like, you know, what do you think is the best choice for you? Not necessarily the right or wrong choice. What's the best choice? Know yourself. What are your weaknesses? Yeah. Is it wise for you to put yourself in that situation? Exactly. You know that you have this tendency. Exactly. This is another silly example like the Cheez-Its. And trust me, I have a lot of self-control issues that are much deeper than Cheez-Its in this next example. I don't want anyone to think that this is like, like this the is, extent this of my suffering. This is really hard for Monica. <laughs> But this is is the first thing that I could think of is I'm a voracious reader and I will read like just fiction books specifically. I just, that's my escape and I get into them, but I will go through periods where I'll read like three books a week. Wow. And, um, I don't retain it it all, but I just read like, that's my TV and that's my thing. But I have now realized there's a point in, okay, if I've read a certain amount of books, I need to stop and take a reading break because I get so absorbed in the stories and in the characters that I will literally clothe myself in their emotions and in their personality and will act very different around my house. And I've caught myself several times being like, I need some self-control here because... I'm reacting as if I'm this person yes, in the story, not that me. Is, that is interesting. Yeah. And so I will like, like maybe read two books a week and then I have to take a break and then go back to it. I have realized that too. That's funny that you say that because I've noticed that in myself with certain books, not everything, right. but there's certain ones that their character analysis is so deep that you're like, yes, I am this person. Yes. And, and I'll start thinking like them or interpreting that things that do? Greg is doing yeah. through them instead of truth. Wow. And it just, it, it has been an issue for me so but that's there's like power one of my, i mean there's power recognizing of influence. Mm-hmm. and i have a friend who um used to read romance novels all the time mm-hmm. and god was like you need to stop because this is an yes. unhealthy and untrue view of marriage right. that is i think that that's really something we need to talk about and identify as romance novels i'm a i'm a huge novel fan i love to read and francine rivers that girl oh, she's yeah. got my she's heart awesome like <laughs> i love it but romance novels um they take reality and they twist it and they, yep. they manipulate the minds of women, I think, yep. in a lot of ways. And I'm not against, like, romance novels in general. But be careful of what you're reading because if you struggle, if there's, like, issues in your marriage right now where you're vulnerable and you're unhappy, yeah. like, 
the last thing you should be doing is reading a romance novel yep. right. or watching a soap opera of these these fake people that are not they're not real. They're all focused on Eros love, uh-huh. like yes. we talked about, uh-huh. and not in the reality of agape. That's exactly right. It's gonna warp your it's gonna warp your view of what is reality. It's going to not it's gonna take away your sober mind, yep. and then it's gonna influence your decisions, yep. and you're going to make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You know. So starting with the mind, that's that's the first piece love of. That. Of um, practical application, and then lastly, let's. I got some tips from Beth because I, let, you know, read her thing, and she did. She call so, you and tell you these. She <laughs> called me. She was like, "Hey, girl, here's some, here's some tips." <laughs> hey, Beth, you feel free to call us any Beth, day. Please, Monica <laughs> at bestillbefree.com. Literally, <laughs> I just got my email in there before you did. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's what Beth has to say about self control. She says, "Enlist accountability partners," which is so wise. Yeah. Um, you, you know, God gives us other believers and other relationships for a reason. We're not meant to go through this life alone. He gives us people. And and there are, um, like Monica has been my accountability partner in the past. And um, and it's, it's so healthy and it's so godly to enlist help. And, but then be, and not that you do this, but be, because I... <laughs> Be willing to receive it. Right. Because yes. a lot of times we'll enlist help, but then like totally get defensive. Yeah, and be like, I have gotten whatever. really defensive and like, you don't know. Like, yeah. you're not with me all the time. Well, and- what happens, uh, Chris calls it, we become master justifiers. Mm-hmm. You can oh. justify it and rationalize it. I majored in rationalization yeah. and minored in justification <laughs> in college. Nobody else knew that that was a degree, but it was. That's awesome. That's hilarious. <laughs> I need to remember that. <laughs> I'm going to use that next time Chris and I are having this. Of course, he's going to hear this because he's going to listen and he's going to know. i got to use it before he hears this recording. That is hilarious. Well, lastly, um, give it to God. Ask him to help you rebuild your walls. Ooh, you know, I the Lord that. is in this with you. This is what we're talking about, these steps, taking steps with the Lord. And he will help you be sober of mind. And, and Beth had this verse listed, and it's just so perfect. Isaiah 58, 12 says, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be uh, called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Mm, awesome. And, and, you know, that's what the Lord does for us in, in these moments with yeah. um, with our sober mind. And so, um, yeah, give it to the Lord. That's, I love it. That and would be, start it with the mind. Elevate the mind. Elevate mm, the mind. That yeah. just makes my, warms the cockles of my heart. The cockles, the cockles <laughs> of your heart. Isn't that the word? It's something like I, that. I don't know. I hope so. I don't I know hope for your sake. That's the word. <laughs> I need more self-control not to always <laughs> speak everything that I think. Oh, I'm going to have to look that one up. I'm so Googling it right now. Uh, oh, right. and listen, I Googled just so that everyone knows because that, um, Bible verse. What was that one that you asked which the translation was? Because it was such a good Oh, the First Timothy 3.11. Yes, yeah, so it is the New American Standard Bible. Okay. Okay. NASB, is that? Yep. yep. It yeah, talks I about do love that. Malicious gossips. I, that's my favorite translation. That's what my Bible is at home. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, who wants to pray us out today? Well, since I'm the cheese it confessor, I'll pray. <laughs> God, I just pray that you would help us to remember that we have 
in our authority and within our grasp the ability to have a sober mind and to have a clear mind. I pray that you would create for us opportunities to exercise that as much as we are not going to want to do it, just like praying for patience. Um, I pray that in those moments, the Holy Spirit would just gently whisper, self-control, sober mind. Mm -hmm. Give us um, peace of mind. Give us clarity. Continue to give us wisdom and a loving heart. And we just love you so very much. Amen. Thank you for listening to the BeeCast. For more resources, please visit www.bestillbefree.com.